listeners welcome to another great podcast session i'm shivani muthiala the pandemic has accelerated the digital transformation journey of it industries in the same process deep tech you know it is turning out to be a critical component that is growing into leaps and bounds right so according to the recent industry report 19% of all indian startups have already started to leverage deep tech to build complex and innovative products and solutions across various industries so to elaborate more on the same front we have ashwin who is the co-founder and cto of axel data which is a deep tech startup that built the world's first enterprise data observability platform so why late then let's welcome our speaker for the day hi ashwin how are you doing hey hi shivani thanks for the opportunity and great to be here pleasure to have you here in analytics insight platform so uh, first of all could you tell our listeners what axel data is all about yeah of course um yeah so axel data is a 3 year old company in the data observability space um essentially we help enterprises get more out of their data strategy by monitoring analyzing and making sure that you know the data investments which a lot of these enterprises are doing are always working as per design and that their data teams do not spend a lot of time doing you know troubleshooting firefighting where we guarantee the uptime and the performance of the data system great happy to know about axel data and you know what are the specializations and you know the services that the company is actually offering to its clients yeah so um in brief you know the way you think about axel data is that um in the last let's say 7 to 8 years there has been an explosion in data technology in general right so every company is now you know undergoing some sort of digital transformation and a key part of the digital transformation strategy is to have you know a data strategy in itself so every company every organization whether you are a you know iot company or an automotive company or an insurance company shipping medical you can pick you know any any domain is collecting more and more information through all of their data sources is analyzing them in different ways and then figuring out how it actually can use all this data to make more profits or to serve their customers better right and the winners are the companies who have done this best so if you think of 10 years back you know in 2001 which was the most valuable company you had general electric you had general motors and now which is the most you know valuable company you have apple you have google and the difference here is that you know the the way these companies have used data to their advantage has essentially shaped their success in the market right so every company wants to do it but the but the problem is a little bit more challenging right so there are two aspects to it one is that you have a set of technologies and you can think of any big data technology like right? you had hadoop which is uh, you know for on prem you have uh, snowflake and databricks and and you know machine learning all sort of technologies today but like with any set of new technologies people are not paying enough attention to the on how to operate these technologies and a key part of operating any technology stack is observability so axel data essentially makes uh, you know builds three products or uh, three capabilities in what we call the axel data data observability platform Yeah so Accelerator for its customers uh, provides a data observability platform um which essentially has three components right so any data platform which any enterprise is going to implement essentially is 
an orchestration technology. So you can think of technologies such as Airflow, you know, um, or, or some sort of an ETL technology like Spark. Uh, it's going to move a lot of data from a lot of disparate sources through some sort of a data pipeline, uh, you know, into some sort of a data lake where there'll be business analysts and different use cases which will be built on top of this data. So accelerator tools, uh, namely Pulse, Flow, and Torch, essentially monitor every single aspect of this information flow, right? So whether you're using a technology like Spark, which is essentially a distributed tech, uh, compute technology, Accelerator Pulse can integrate with that technology and give you insight about how your jobs are doing, how your applications are doing, and how you can actually tune their performance to achieve the best cost performance outcome ratio. You know, it also looks at the data which is flowing through the different pipelines and tells you, hey, if this data is exactly how it's supposed to be, right? You could imagine that you, you're, you know, creating reports on top of which your business strategy will be decided. You would like to know whether these reports um, actually have data which is validated, which is valid and, you know, structured exactly how you're supposed to be. So one aspect of our software does exactly that. And the third aspect is to essentially get a, you know, overall picture of what's going on. Data pipelines for larger companies can be a very complex piece. So we provide mechanisms, including, you know, software development kits or SDKs or, you know, APIs in which they can integrate their different technologies, data pipeline technologies into one platform where they can see all this information. The way you should think about it is that you know, think of your data strategy as a large cargo ship, right? Or a, or a um, huge container ship. There's so many moving parts. There's the engine, there's the hull, um, you know, there's the navigation technology, there's the radar technology. There's so many things to look at. What Accelerator does is it puts you into the control center. It gives you a command center for your data strategy, right? So you're the captain of this huge data strategy and you have all the Accelerator tools you need. So you can figure out what's going on in which part of your you know, organization or which part of your strategy has what sort of issues and what is the remedy to actually go ahead and fix it. That's essentially what we do is we build a kind of a command center for data technologies for large enterprises. That's amazing. And, you know, apart from the three specializations which you named, so what are the areas that the company is planning to ex expand upon? Yeah, so um, what we have observed and also from our experience and where the industry is going, there is a huge shift happening towards, you know, the cloud itself. So a lot of organizations, new and old, have realized that running their own data centers, running their own infrastructure is a very expensive game. And it also requires a lot of specialization, right? So just imagine, you know, there's a there's a bank in America, one of the foremost banks in America is now completely on AWS, right? Unimaginable 10 years back. So as this migration to the cloud happens, we as a company are also looking at primarily to support our customers into their journey to this cloud by building, bringing our tools to cloud native systems such as Redshift, Snowflake, Databricks, uh, uh, Elastic MapReduce, to name a few. And the second part, you know, which, which we are quite bullish on is the fact that the the traditional way of doing things is changing. So where there was a lot of ETL, extract transform load, which used to happen using tools like Informatica, you know, tools like Talent, 
a lot of new companies a lot of new use cases are built on paradigms such as plt where you bring in raw data and transform it so we are also you know changing the way we, we create our tools to support this shift so in one line if i had to say where we are most bullish upon essentially it's the cloud and to make sure that um accelerate our customers both existing and prospective customers see the same benefit that they see from our tools whether they are um, on cloud whether they are on prem or whether they are hybrid that's interesting about you know to know about and technology has been taking over industries very rapidly right so especially you know when looking at the new tech trends such as you know whether it be artificial intelligence or big data or analytics so how is company you know leveraging these particular tech trends yeah so from 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 where we stand if you if you think of uh, a data strategy it is split into two parts right so you have the the actual technology itself and then you have business use cases which are built on top of it so like you mentioned you know something like ai will you know you you will use a multitude of technologies and tools and you know um something like tensor pytorch or any of the ai technologies to create models on top of some data which may predict some outcome for you right but the but the key to doing all this is to have a very solid data strategy right so you need to make sure that you have accurate structured all the data you have transformed it and there is some notion of getting all this data into the right shape right format and right um, you know um, access so that engineers and data scientists and data analysts can build the right models on top of it right so for us as a company what we see a lot of our customers doing is that they're trying to experiment right they have there's a huge explosion in technology and they're trying to experiment they want to do you know what is the the, the what is latest in in terms of machine learning or let's say cost prediction or in terms of you know um, optimizing some business process but there are fundamental issues on how this has to be achieved which stems from the fact that what data is it actually acting upon right can i find enough talent to actually do this so where we come in as a you know a, a tech solution is to make sure that the data scientists the data analysts who actually want to create advanced use cases have a good set of you know data to act upon and how do we do it we make sure that your data pipelines are running efficiently they are providing you the right data and they are not prohibitively expensive right so for us it's you know to your to your question for us it's always one layer down where we are we are making sure that the data technology which is supporting all this cases is running perfect great happy to know how the companies you know actually ca- contributing to the growth of new tech trends so as we also spoke about uh, you know deep tech before so how has been this uh, particular technology uh, adopted rapidly and what are the deep tech trends you know that are likely to see in the coming days you know according to you yeah like i mentioned earlier i think the number one trend um especially in the data space is the fact that a lot of work- workloads um and use cases are now migrating to the cloud and so just thinking about it 10 years back for example what was uh, you know a company's data strategy you essentially had 
some front facing application so you can think of maybe you know um, let's say a ticket booking website and there's a lot of activity which happens in, in the front end and at certain points in time you take some data from the back end you create some sort of a batch process you ship it through some you know an informatica job or a etl job ssis job into some sort of a database and then you have something like a business reporting layer on top of it right and that was the be all end all of it what we are seeing now as an emerging trend is that there's a lot of nimbleness in the way that this is done so people are not just talking about batch processes to create business reports right they're talking about real time queries right so for example let's say you wanted an uh, you wanted a quote for your insurance and when you go to the website and you say hey give me a quote it actually is being powered by a data lake right which is which which historically has been essentially a batch process something which you do offline so what we are saying is you know twofold number one is there's a lot of use cases where data technologies are front end center as a part of your offering itself right whether it's uh, you know finance whether it's insurance whether it's medical technology whether it's credit a lot of places where data technology is key and center and number two is that a lot of these uh, these are driven directly from the cloud so essentially any new age company so we have in india you know navi which is uh, which is a fintech which is offering home loans all of their technology is now on the cloud it's real time including their data technology and you know looking a little bit forward far ahead in the future we also see newer paradigms such as you know data mesh uh, etc coming up but with like every adoption technology adoption cycle we believe it's still too for larger enterprises to adopt right so we we are talking about you know um, whether a, a shipping line or a healthcare company right will adopt this um, we think it's still somewhat fires down the line but the migration to cloud and integration into real time use cases is happening as we speak very rightly spoke talk about the cloud and you know what are the uh, techs that have you know coming in the near future so what is the current scenario of deep tech startups in india according to you yeah i think i think things are actually improving so the the biggest i think problem i, I wouldn't call it a problem is is the difference in, is in the way that people look at it right so there is a fundamental difference in different types of companies that you can build right and and i all the way i look at it is you can build two types of companies or startups one is essentially to digitize some sort of a business process right so if you want to get some insurance earlier you had a person used to come used to sign some forms and then you used to get your insurance maybe you know 10 days later but now you have a company like aco everything is done digitally including you know getting quotes from different vendors your own um, insurance solution and in maybe 10 minutes you have um, you have your insurance score the other set of companies which you can build is in pure technologies where there is no real physical or you know a physical um, physical process that which you can duplicate into your software so where the value has to be derived from the software itself and accelerator is one such startup so our proposition to any company is saying that hey data is central to your strategy as a company and you are investing a lot of money into data platforms we are great at telling you know building software which can monitor your data platform and tell you how you can do it better now this is something which is difficult number one difficult to convey right uh, difficult to position 
difficult to convince customers unless there is a larger movement around it and that's how, that has somehow happened in the you know data observability space and of course it's hard to you know talk about it to to prospective employees and investors etc so i think over the years there has been a lot of friction in terms of can you actually build a pure tech startup out of india i'm happy to report that you know from especially the earlier investors that we have spoken to uh, you know and even uh, a lot of new age indian startups are aware of that you know they need such solutions right and there are people still willing to kind of put in investment there are people willing to join us at early stages but it's nowhere as you know simple as um, especially in india it is much easier to let's say start a company which translates a physical process into a digital one because people i think have a natural understanding for these things right and they are e- it's easy to see how in a country like india that this thing can generate value but in 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 especially in deep tech it has always been a challenge that what is the path towards profitability or path towards massive growth upside and potential that's something which was you know the, the market for it or the appetite for it usually is largely still exists in the valley but things are getting better in india so there are a, there's a ecosystem of people who are building uh, deep tech and there are people who understand it and also willing to invest wonderful thanks for elaborating on that front ashwin so in the same contest uh, how do you think you know deep tech startups can actually solve present day's demands even you know because now present day demands are uh, growing day by day so how can they actually solve the present day's demands at the same time contribute to the country's growth that's a great question um, i think the number one thing which founders and people who are thinking of starting a deep tech company should remember is that it's going to be a tough first few years right um because getting the the cycle of startups is such that there is a lot of urgency especially in a in a in a field like ours where the only metric is logo growth right or revenue growth there is no other metric which we can provide so this is not a mobile app where you can say hey i have you know 100000 people engaging on my platform there is no such metric so the only metric which which works is actually logo growth or to have you know uh, customer growth and when you think about how do you actually build a good product ideally you should have some sort of customer feedback which you take you should have a customer pain point or you would have faced a challenge in your you know working career and you solve it so if you think about it this is a cash constitute situation right you need to have a product to get the customer and then you need to have a customer which gives you enough feedback or a pool of customers or a lighthouse customer which gives you enough feedback that you can build a product which that you can then you know uh, sell globally so the first few years of actually building a deep tech startup are generally tough right and and that is something which you have to be prepared for and especially in the modern day when when you get into a kind of a startup mindset you realize that the the time to value which people are looking for is quite low right so everybody expects that hey you know like the other company before you you need to grow 3x year on year meanwhile building product meanwhile building talking to customers meanwhile growing you know um doing all sorts of marketing around it and that can be can be quite tough and my approach to this has been that uh, founders need to keep their head down keep working make sure that uh, you build meaningful product which is valuable to at least a few large 
um, enterprises that you can show that you can actually run a business. And I think everything follows from that. Revenue trumps everything. Um, customers trump everything. So once you get over that initial hurdle where the technology is not necessarily 100% ready, maybe you have a small pool of customers and the finances are a little bit hard, I think it becomes a little easier, but it is still a challenge, but it's 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 far easier once you cross the first, first hump. On the second, uh, you, I think part of your question where, you know, how do you actually contribute to the growth of, of, of the country in general? I think there are two ways to look at it. Number one is that India in general, I think more than anywhere in the world, has an excellent pool of talent and hardworking, honest talent. So you can get excellent engineers in India who know the who know the work. Um, they probably need a little bit of you know guidance and structure, but largely they can deliver to the highest levels, as is evident from you know the recent IPOs of you know Freshworks and many other companies where Indian engineers have played a key role. But but it's not the business aspect of is necessary not there. So for example, the primary market for us as, as a company, Axel Data, is still selling to American companies or global companies because Indian companies, you know, apart from the few top 10, five companies don't really have an appetite for new, newer software, right? Or trying new things. Whereas uh, an American company uh, or a global company or even in parts of Asia, there are you know there are enterprises and there are teams who are trying you know willing to try new things. So the way I think we contribute in in terms of um, in in terms of growth, especially in an Indian context, is that we run most of our R and D from here because uh, you know uh, you can find excellent engineers, especially in a startup. You have to be a little bit cost sensitive, and you know we can find engineers who who can do you know work at the highest level without having to put the company in a specific, specifically a, you know, a cash current situation because the compensation cycles are too high compared to many other places in the world. Great. Happy to know how Axel Data is, you know, actually uh, contributing to a lot of uh, developments, you know. And, uh, you know, how did the pandemic accelerate the growth in uh, deep tech adoption? Because it, uh, the pandemic has hit, you know, very hard you know, looking at all the industries. So uh, what is your stand on this? Yeah, uh, good question. I think what happened in the early days of the pandemic is there was a lot of confusion on how long will it last and what the severity of, of this is. So luckily for, I think, all of us, even though it has been um, a major shock to systems worldwide, the severity of the pandemic is far lesser than what people anticipated it to be, right? There have been a lot of people who have lost their lives. Uh, there have been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, distress worldwide. But I think people expected far, far worse when this began. So in 2020, early 2020, there was this massive dip everywhere, right? So there was like doomsday predictions coming out of, you know, capital investors from the markets from everywhere. And then when people realized that this is a controllable situation, not something which is going to spiral out of control, I think they took some additional steps to, to kind of make sure that people uh, and companies actually survive. And what ended up happening is that, um, especially companies, any company, 
which help transition into a you know a, a more remote way of working right whether it is can you you know do meetings remotely right in in our case can you do can you actually support systems remotely do you have enough tools which can tell you what's going on so you don't need feet on the on the ground right so any company or any organization which had offerings in the space that it helps reduce the you know people coming together in one place to actually conduct business i think that's um, that's kind of skyrocket and this trend has been you know coming for a long time so you think of uh, you know digital transactions you can think of fintech you can think of you know insurance um, you can think of communications zoom there are very few processes in which you are required to be physically present and with the on with the coming of the pandemic people realized that this needs to happen now at 5x the speed that it was happening before so a lot of capital has flown into companies uh, startups especially who are into this sort of the business um we are somewhere in the middle right we are not necessarily a zoom which is basically saying okay you don't need to you know fly but you can just get on to a call but we still have aspects in which companies can run their business better and they don't need two three four people to sit in the data center right that's that's the software we create which sits in the data center and helps you essentially debug what's going on so with with the with the coming of the pandemic i think what's essentially happened is that any company which was helping people reduce boots on the ground essentially um had a sudden influx of liquidity once people realized that the situation is is not so bad and that has led to now i think a permanent emergence of these patterns where unless it's necessary um people are going to try to do things remote whether it's offices or customer support i think people have realized that a lot of it is much far more efficient uh that you have people working from anywhere in the world but contributing to a common cause very rightly explained uh, ashwin so uh, in the same context you know what is the role of accelerator in enabling indian enterprise you know to deliver deep operational insights and also to modernize seamlessly yeah um i think if you can think of us as an enabler right and the enabler in a very specific narrow area so as indian enterprises tend to you know want to go global um they would need to compete with what i call the masters of you know data technology so you can think of the largest indian bank let's say hcfc or icici and in order to kind of gain customers that have better customer experiences or even compete globally if the ambitions if their ambitions dictate so they need to have very strong data strategy and in this strategy they might choose to you know use many of the same set of tools that a lot of other companies essentially list right so you know setting up a, a data strategy setting up a data lake having a lot of ingestion technologies who brings in this data and then doing some sort of analysis on this data to gain competitive advantages as they go on this journey i think we are an excellent partner number one because we are you know almost all of the founding team comes from a very strong data background so we have worked with companies like cottonworks you know um and uh, and others where we have seen first hand on how this is applicable to global companies and i think especially to the indian enterprise um we have the expertise we have the knowledge to number one help them make the right decisions on what is the set of technologies that they should choose as they decide to go global number two is that you know uh, have have the 
the product tooling and and um, have the set of technologies at your disposal um, which can actually help you achieve that data strategy and we have seen that so for us you know one of our largest customers is actually based right here in bangalore so we work with a company called phonepay phonepay is probably the largest payments provider uh, in, right now in india largest upi payments uh, company in india and they are actually data customers right so i i believe that as indian companies especially in newer age startups when they kind of start going global they start looking at what how important it is to have some sort of a strategy which gives them competitive advantage over others globally uh, data is an essential part of it and what do you do with your data and i think excel data can help uh, indian enterprises to get the most out of whatever data strategy that you use whether it's on prem whether it's on cloud or some sort of a hybrid technology that's amazing and uh, you know how do you see the future of deep tech especially in india yeah i think the future is uh, bright um, there are a lot of companies being built out of india targeting global customers and not just in enterprise data technology like us right so we have companies in in crypto we have uh, you know companies coming out in consumer tech we have companies coming out in um, in in uh, ed tech specifically and uh, so we have technology coming out of many sectors in, in india and a lot of these companies are in core technical areas right um so i think the future is very bright um with the with the rider that i think in the next 10 years a lot of this um you know consolidation will happen so you have a lot of companies i think last year was you know 28 unicorns in 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 the last one year in this one year alone right so like with every good thing i think there are going to be ups and downs so if you just consider a decade i think the future look, looks good but there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the coming years and i think the best set of companies with solid product strategies with well paying you know customers customers and uh, a loyal customer base are going to survive in the long term even if um, in in the short term you have a huge explosion of companies coming up with newer and newer startups yes definitely and you know optimistically looking forward uh, you know to the future so uh, thank you so much ashwin it was pleasure talking to you hope all our listeners have gained you know lot of valuable insights from the session and uh, looking forward to see even more innovative solutions coming up from axel data zend thank you so much for joining us today thanks shivani it was a pleasure talking to you and i hope to do this again sir thank you sure So listeners stay tuned for more such interesting podcast thank you see you all again very soon